0: Hello, everyone. This is Marie Wade. I am here with amazing David Fagan. Hi, David. How are you doing? Good.
1: How's it going? Thanks for having me on.
0: Yeah, I am so excited. Um, I, first of all, I wanted to thank you for inviting me to that uh, gala event in yeah, sure. Los Angeles. That was such a great experience for me. And yeah. the fact that I did get to see Debbie Moore and some of the celebrities there, that was yeah. so cool. So is this your normal lifestyle? Is that what you do all the time?
1: No. Oh, geez. I I wish. (laughs) Uh, No, no, no. But once or twice a year, usually we're having some bigger events. You know, last year we did some things with Dylan McDermott. We helped raise money for human trafficking. You know, the first part of this year, you saw us do something with uh, Ryan Long, who's actually passed away now. Crazy to crazy to think, but you did something with him and the gala and Richard Dreyfuss and Mark Victor Hansen, and Demi Moore came. And so, yeah, you know, probably once or twice a year, we'll do some kind of event like that to raise money for a good cause or to, you know, help people learn more about, you know, getting their message out there. Wow. That was
0: such a cool event. I really, really enjoyed it. It's such, you know, it was so funny because you and I were at the, uh, Jacksonville Florida at the construction summit that's how we mm-hmm. and I started talking which is funny because you and I are here in California and we ended up collaborating when we were in California when we were in Florida Florida,
1: so yeah yeah we had to go something. across the country to bump into each other I know could... yeah, that's that was my... so <laughs> funny
0: but anyway yeah. I have known you for years too though um, and I I believe Dennis Nirmala was the one that introduced you to me and yeah that sounds right yeah, and for some reason, we never got to connect, because I was just here in um, in the Riverside County, and you're in Los Angeles, so you were just, we were just too busy, but I am so glad that we finally connected, you know, it's such a blessing, and yeah, I have been looking at all your, um, the things that you do, and I'm actually very impressed, and I wanted to just, you know, um, give me some information of how it all started for you, because as you know, we are in a situation where everybody is um, staying at home. They've lost their jobs and, you know, they're trying to find ways and learn, you know, learn some things that they can (laughs) find opportunity to um, bring some money, you know, for their family or, you know, just to provide. So, and I know that you have been very successful. So can you give us some of your, uh, your story, and I'm gonna sure. highlight you, and and so everybody can really understand how you've done it and successfully. Okay.
1: Okay. Well, I'll skip past my birth and my early years, <laughs> and I'll, I'll I'll get more into the to the meat of it. <laughs> but um, yeah, I've always done speaking. You know, I've always done uh, a lot of sales and marketing uh, jobs, even for for big banks, um, for uh, software companies. Um, it wasn't until probably about 2008 that I started doing a really big contract for InfusionSoft. That I think a lot of people know of, and um, I helped them when it came to speaking on stages and selling their software. I helped them go from about seven million to 14 million dollars. And you know, there's a lot of people there that was a part of that success. But while I was there speaking on a lot of stages, uh, Michael Gerber of EMF and Joe Polish of Piranha Marketing and Dan Kennedy, and the list goes on and on. One of the people that I met was um, Jay Conrad Levinson. And Jay Conrad Levinson is the uh, father of Guerrilla Marketing, you know, the founder and father of Guerrilla Marketing. He wrote the first Guerrilla Marketing book in 1984. And I got okay. to learn from him and uh, be, uh, I guess, an apprentice, so to speak, of his, and I actually ended up becoming the CEO of Guerrilla Marketing. And that's what I did from about 2009 to 2010. I did a year, went from a year contract of Inc. 500 and FusionSoft to a year of working with Jay Levinson and getting to co-author a book with him. And um, I like to tell people that because I think a lot of people sort of frown upon, oh, you know, I I can never work for anyone or I can never, you know, I got to be my own person. But, you know, there's a lot to be learned from, you know, being a part of a good team, and, you know finding a great mentor and, and being willing to be that apprentice and that's what I did with um, you know Jay Levinson and from there I went on and kind of started my own uh, media company and marketing company and a few years later I bought a uh, Beverly Hills PR company from Michael Levine and Michael Levine was another one of my my great mentors Michael Levine is a very famous a Hollywood publicist. They've represented 58 Academy Award winners, 34 Grammys, 42 New York Times bestsellers. And I bought and took over that company. So a lot of times people will see my resume and they'll say, oh, you know, the former owner of LCO and represented all these people. Well, that company had already done some of that before I got there. Just like Gorilla Marketing, between me and Jay Levinson, we've sold 23 million books in 62 languages around the world. Well, he'd already done some of that before I got there. But I had some great you know, mentors, and that was kind of you know, um, really when I went from um, real estate and sales and marketing um, to really full on infusion soft, guerrilla marketing, Beverly Hills PR company, um, and started writing my own books. And uh, you know, there was a good year there, maybe in 2014 15, where every month I averaged at least one major TV appearance on. Fox News, Today Show, Doctor Show, I even did the Today Show in Sydney, Australia, Um, all kinds of news programs, Um, What's Happening Now, The Five, Neil Cavuto, and I just bring that up because, you know, I practice what I preach, I don't tell people, hey, here's how to go out and get on the media, here's how to get published, or here's how to do these things, you know, like, this is things that I really do. So I've had a company called Icon Builder Media for about the last 10 years, um, I also am affiliated with uh, Speaker House Publishing, Goldlight University, um, Talent Support Services, and all of these organizations, they work with speakers, authors, and experts who make money off their advice. So if you get paid for your advice, if you get paid for your expertise, that's really where me and my teams um, come into play. You know, we get you uh, published, make you a bestseller, get you featured in the media, book you to speak on stages help you create courses, and that's kind of been my world for the last you know 10, 15 years, and I've learned from the best of the best, and I've done a lot of these things myself, and um, you know, I had my own cable TV show in California, and I won the Entrepreneur Educator of the Year Award from Infusionsoft in 2016, I've been a guest lecturer at UCLA, and I don't, I don't say that really as a way of bragging, I just say that as, as a way to answer the question, why you? And, Marie, I think everybody is asking that question, why you? They're either asking it subconsciously or consciously. Why should I read your book instead of someone else's book? Why should I go to your event instead of someone else's event? Why should I, you know, uh, hire you instead of hiring somebody else? Um, In that way, people have a limited amount of time, money, and resources, and we have to have a really good answer to that question, why us? And it's our accomplishments. It's our achievements. You know, it's our ability to get results for other people that qualifies us to win over those opportunities. But, yeah, that's kind of the brief background. Obviously, there's, you know, I could go on and on, but that's that's a pretty solid background. OK, well,
0: um, I've heard from what you just said is that uh, it seems like you have to have good connections Yeah. Uh, from um, established companies also in yeah. order for you to learn. Yeah. And I've also um, heard from what you said is that you, you have to have somebody mentor you yeah. uh, to go through this process. So my question is, did you have any kind of challenges going through, in spite of you having a mentor, yeah. did you have any kind of challenges to where, you know, you find yourself um, struggling from, you know, working from someone else to being, uh, you're having your own business?
1: Oh, sure. I mean, there's, there's all kinds of struggles. I mean, some of the struggles I faced, people probably won't have to face as much themselves, but but we all have struggles. You know, when we um, had our Beverly Hills office, we had anywhere from 10 to 20 interns that, w- that were there for free just to get experience, just to get close to the celebrities that we work with and just to get experience working for a Beverly Hills PR firm. Well, laws came out and changed kind of how the intern world worked. Um, I've had times where we've done, you know, massive sales, Um, six figures, seven figures. But then now we have all this work we need to do for people. So we have to stop marketing and selling. And now we're fulfilling. And so you have the growing pains of, you know, you get really busy, and then you run out of business. So you have to go get more business. And then you get a bunch of more business. And then you work on that business. But because you're working on that business, you stop marketing and selling. So, So all of a sudden, you get these months that go high and low and high and low. So you know, learning how to scale, learning how to grow, learning how to deal with industries and marketplaces. You know, we used to be in offices. Now we're virtual. Some people work well virtually. Some people don't. Okay. Um, you know, we do really well with content. But now, especially in light of things going on in the world, now everyone's creating content. Ten years ago, when I wrote my first book, there would be hundreds of books coming out every month. Now there's thousands of books coming out every month. There's like five, six thousand books coming out every day, every day. So what are you doing to separate yourself from everyone else? What are you doing to really earn people's uh, business and eyeballs and time? Um, it, it's, it's, it, it can be difficult. Um, I think funding is always a challenge. Team building is always a challenge. Mm-hmm. Making things scalable is always a challenge. You know, technology is always changing. That can be a challenge. So yeah, there's a lot of things that we have overcome and we continue to have to overcome.
0: Okay, so currently I know you have a lot of clients and Mm -hmm. I'm just wondering, um, do you have any clients that were affected by uh, the coronavirus situation
1: and how are they dealing with that right now? Yeah, Um, I think the upside is people have more time or they feel like they have more time. Probably we we always probably had as much time as we have right now, but it feels like we have more time. So people are spending more time writing their books, creating courses, recording videos, creating content, which is really good. Um, people are researching more, they're reading more, they're studying more, they're learning more, which is really good. That's good. On the flip side though, everyone, I don't wanna say everyone, but a lot of people are very reluctant to how do they wanna spend money and how do they wanna invest money? You know, it, they're a little reluctant, like, ah, let's see what happens here. You know, before i spend another 10 grand or 20 grand or 30 grand, or maybe even a couple thousand dollars, they kind of want to wait and, well, let's, let's just kind of wait and see what happens. So on one hand, there's a lot of people kicking tires and kicking up dust and doing things. Uh, but on the other hand, there's people who aren't really spending money or not as much money because they're, they're kind of in waiting mode. Okay.
0: Do you think um, it's a, in spite of the situation that they still have to continue their investment on, on their business or on any kind of uh, portfolio that they have? <laughs> In spite of the uncertainty?
1: Yeah, you gotta be smart for sure, and you gotta be strategic for sure. But what we've learned through a lot of decades, and I'm probably older than than what I look, uh, here in my, <laughs> look <good> but, uh, <laughs> in my mid-40s. And one of the things that you know we've we've learned over time is that it's really In the shifting that opportunity really creates itself. And I don't want to, I don't want to be lip service and be like, Oh, how to be, how to recession improve your business. Like we're not even really in a recession, but the bigger idea here is, um, the money's still out there, it's just shifted and changed. And so it's up to us as business owners to go, well, what do we, what do we do right now? I'll give you some examples. So unfortunately, 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 there are a lot of people out of work. But because there are a lot of people out of work, there are opportunity for business owners who need good people. Um, We can go and and find good people and um, uh, get very creative and and hire some very affordable talent. You know, because the economy had been so strong and the job market has been so strong, um, it can be hard to find good people who aren't demanding and expecting a lot. So that's just kind of an example of, you know, for all you business owners out there right now, there's a lot of great people that are kind of sitting at home going, hey, what do I do next? You know, I've, I've always kind of wanted to work on my own or get into the gig economy. What do I do next? Now's a great time to kind of headhunt and talent scout and, and find good people to work with. Um, also, there's going to be, go ahead.
0: So, so if, if somebody is at home and you're saying that there's a lot of people looking for talented people, how yeah. do they um, make them, uh, how do they make themselves visible?
1: Yeah. So they can be found The people who are talented and at home looking for work or the people who are business owners looking for good talent.
0: Uh, People that are at home. How can they make
1: themselves visible? Yeah. Um, Two questions. Who do you know and who do you know who knows who you want to know? Who do okay. you know? And who do you know who knows who you want to know? So, you know, those are two basic questions that I start with anybody when they're when they're just out scouting, when they're looking for opportunities. So, you know, what's the opportunity you're looking for? You know, who are the people? If you're looking for a certain kind of job, if you want to be in a certain kind of industry, you want to have a certain kind of business, you know, who do you know? And then, you know, maybe that list is only 10, 15 people, but then- Or maybe just David Fagan. <laughs> Well, maybe, maybe, or or Marie, right? So, you know, who who do you want to know? So it's kind of like, we we call it the wedding principle, right? So, and I'm not the only one that calls it that. um, But it's called the wedding principle in the sense that if you were to have a wedding, who's everyone you'd invite to the wedding? Well, that list is who you know. And who they know is the second question. Who do you know who knows who you want to know? It's like, well... Um, I don't really know anybody in New Jersey in the tax world, or real estate world, but you know what? I know Teresa Martin in New York city and she runs a RIA club and you know, I've never had the time cause I've always been working the, the job. Um, but I kind of want to get more into real estate. I should reach out to Teresa cause Teresa either a, she's in real estate or B she hosts her own monthly meetings. So it's like it's it's that kind of networking one on one but it may not be as obvious to some people just starting out.
0: Yes, I think for some people they they struggle just picking up the phone or you know just calling yeah. somebody and No,
1: that's that's so true. There's a massive fear of the phone. And quite honestly, I don't, I've gotten spoiled. I don't even like to use the phone as well. And a lot of my best clients, you know, there's a <laughs> excuse me, there's an expression, good times create bad policy. And what that essentially means is when it comes easy, we get spoiled, right? Yes. Was, we got very spoiled in the real estate market in the 2000s. Um, business owners, you know, over the last couple of years, we've gotten really spoiled too, right? In various ways. And nowadays we do, we need to pick up the phone more. And um, it, it can make us anxious. It can make us, you know, oh, okay, we got to get on a call. How long am I going to be stuck on the call? Mm-hmm. There's kind of this fear of the unknown. There's fear of rejection, but you're absolutely right. Um, and even interns like young people, you know, we still will work with young people. It's amazing. We have to train them on how to use the phone. You know, they, they're oh not, I mean, they're, they text and they Skype and, totally they I... and they Instagram and they Snapchat and they, well, no, mm-hmm. just call them, like just pick up the phone and call them. Like that's really foreign to a lot of young people.
0: Well, you know, I, I'm experiencing that with my son because my son is, you know, a busy uh, kind of a person. But um, he tends to text and I would always say, I would always call him and I will make sure that he will answer the phone and talk to me because they get used to just texting and they forget that, hey, I want to hear your voice and I want to be able to connect with you. And so it's the same thing with other people where, you know, I think just yeah. making a call and even just trying to share some ideas or thoughts that you have, because you will never know what kind of information you can get from someone just by talking to them on the phone.
1: Yeah. Well, here's a great great topic for us to discuss just a little bit. Mm -hmm. My best clients are the ones that have the money. And the older you are, the more likely you are to be more established and have money. And the people who can afford my services that are thousands and tens of thousands of dollars, they're typically from, you know, maybe 40s, mid 40s, but more like 50s and 60s. And one of the things that I've learned about the decades and the generations is the older these people are, the more they want to sit face-to-face and talk to you or be on the phone and talk to you, and the less they want to email and text and use technology. So we got to go where the money is. So if you're not getting on the phone and even trying to get face-to-face from time to time, you're probably missing out on some pretty big opportunities. Um, the younger you are, the more normal and average it is that it feels just to sit there and text a lot and message a lot. And and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with any of that. But just know that generationally and age wise, um, you know, if if you're trying to do everything through texting and, and you don't spend a lot of time on the phone or just having conversations, you're, you're missing out on some opportunities because, the, the biggest, most successful people that I've ever worked with, Harry Dent, the economist, John Asseroff, you know, some of these big clients that I've had, you know, big time real estate, you know, developers, media moguls, people, you know, I've dealt with Fox News a lot, the producers, these people, they, they want to have a conversation. They want to see how you communicate and how you respond and what's your ability to, you know, carry on an intelligent conversation because you're a reflection of them or you might be if you're going to work together. Wow. That's amazing. So, David, uh, one more question. Um, sure. If someone is
0: is listening to us right now and they wanted to really learn more from you, and yeah. I'm sure you have a lot of uh, programs that you can offer, and and this person is, you know, a little bit tight with funding and all of that because you are an expensive
1: coach. Sure.
0: So do you yeah. have any program for people like that?
1: Yeah. Well, one of the things they could do is they could go to iconfreegifts.com, iconfreegifts.com. That's a website where I give away some of my books, like eBooks, and I give away some really cool visual aids. Okay. And people can get on my uh, email list and my contact list. And so as I share things about dates and trainings, I've got a lot of trainings that come up. As a matter of fact, next Tuesday, I'm doing a master class on writing, you know, publishing books, creating courses. Um, and so, if you were in my database, you would have been notified uh, about that. So, you go to Icon Free Gifts, okay. get some free gifts, get on my email list, and then learn more about that. Um, you can also uh, come to one of my joint venture events. You know, um, I have these events where I bring together my clients and my partners, and I introduce people and I celebrate people. And that website's jvsalesummit.com. And the next live one is in July, and we're we're playing on the world being somewhat better. Uh, for then. Um, but we also do that online too. We do some joint venture video conferences where I'll get 50, 60, 70 people on. I'll just I'll just say, wow. hey, me, this is Danella and Danella, this is Allison Larson. Allison Larson runs the Speakers Coalition. And Allison, this is Roger, Roger Salam. He does cruises every year. And you know, I just start connecting people. Yeah. So JV Sales Summit's a great place to see things. Icon free gifts, great place just to go get a few free gifts. Get on my email list. Um DavidTfagan.com is my own personal website. Um, I'm a big believer that you don't want to have too much on one site. It confuses people. So you really want to have multiple sites for multiple purposes. So I have company websites like speakerhousepublishing.com or talentsupportservices.com. I have my own personal site, davidtfagan.com, which is what I show the media. You know, I have event sites like jvsalesummit.com. So depending on what the purpose is, I give out different sites. And that's uh, one good online strategy that you might want to borrow. OK, so um, as the last part
0: of uh, our talk, what yeah. would be what would be your best advice to people, especially with the situation right now? And, and you know, what's your perspective yeah. of the whole situation?
1: Too? Yeah, well, those are kind of different questions. As far as best advice goes, the, the best advice I've been given out for probably 15, 20 years that that I noticed early on in my life that really helped me is you really got to surround yourself with great people. You know, and there's an expression, I don't know if it's been overused or used the right amount, but, you know, people will say, Hey, you, you are the average success of the five people you spend the most time with, you know? So do you hang out with lifters or lean in, you hang out with people that lean on you and suck the life out of you and you're constantly holding them up. Or do you hang out with people that lift you up and they're, they're above where you are and they can get you to where you want to go. So, you know, surrounding yourself with successful people, um, wealthy people, and I don't mean wealthy people, like find some rich friends. I mean, you know, find some people who have become affluent because of the good decision making they make and, you know, and learn from that. And I kind of look at it like, you know, one hand up, hey, pull me up and one hand down, you know, you're pulling somebody else up. And you learn from the people you're lifting up and you learn from the people that, you know, are pulling you up. And you want to surround yourself with these, these key people, you know, sidekicks and mentors and apprentices. And sometimes you're the apprentice, you know, sometimes you're the mentor, but you got to go out and just find people that are, that are moving and shaking and making things happen. And right now, especially where we're all kind of by ourselves a little bit, um, even more so you you know, sometimes I'm just hopping on the phone with you know friends and people I respect. Hey, what are you doing now? What are you doing now? What's, what's oh, did that work? No, that didn't work. Okay, well, what did work? Oh, that worked. Oh, how did you do that? Oh, maybe I can do that too. You know, and you're just you're having those conversations. Because yeah. right now it's like you do something good. It's like you high five yourself in your house, like oh, good job, David. <laughs> you know, so you gotta you gotta kind of get out and even do what we're doing right now, Marie, and just communicate yes. and you know collaborate. it's true. That's true.
0: I, I've been, you know, um, been very creative also for myself and, um, this, this call that I did with you is something that I have been thinking, this is going to be good for a lot of people. So I yeah. think every day you come up with so many ideas that you can really, um, enhance and just enjoy it too. At the same time. I mean, yeah. right now I'm enjoying talking to you, David, and I'm so glad that we had this call, but, um, again, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. That's amazing. And, um, What's that? What's your next? Uh, what's your next plan? Because I know, you know, we're, we're dealing sure. with coronavirus, but what is your goal for this year? And what's your plan? Big plans. Yeah,
1: that's a good question. Um, things are shifting right now. Um, but I would say probably the biggest thing is we're creating we have already created an, an online university called Gold Light University. Okay. And you know, it is some place that is holding a lot of uh, courses, faculty, professors, um, and just really getting out, not just the knowledge to people like me and you, but even people in other countries, other languages. Um, what the whole world is realizing right now is as they're shutting down schools, colleges of all kinds, there's a lot of ways that people can still learn and people put off these other ways of learning because they're just a little bit different for most people, Mm -hmm. but it's forcing people to learn online and people are realizing, Hey, this works. And there is a massive online learning movement. And I think a lot of people think, Oh, that's been around forever. Well, maybe, but it is going to blow up over the next year or two. And if you want to learn, there's going to be a lot of opportunities for you. And if you want to teach, it's going to get very competitive, so you need to really hone your teaching skills and your course materials. What was once good will no longer be good because it's just going to get very competitive. So there's going to be a lot of opportunities, but you're going to have to really raise the bar both as a teacher and as a learner. Yes. Well, that's that's such a good information for
0: Mm -hmm. for people. But anyway, um, I don't want to take more of your time, but I really, really appreciate this conversation. And um, I hope that people uh, can get a lot out of this uh, call. And if they need to reach you, I hope that uh, they will, because, you know, you definitely can give them a lot of um, programs and benefits that that will help them uh, in their life. But anyway, thank you so much, my friend. Okay. And I will uh, talk to you again.
1: All right. Sounds good. Thanks. All right.
0: Okay. Bye-bye. All
1: right. Bye-bye.